0: What is going on, everybody? It is your boy, Andres, and we're back with episode number 23 of the Sports Fellas podcast, the GOAT episode. We got myself as the GOAT, and we got a GOAT on the other side, my co-host, Eric. How you doing, sir?
1: I'm good. Good to be back with you. Uh, you know, we couldn't get a guest this week, so I guess it's just us two, two GOATs back at it again, just like we started. But, you know, it should be a good episode.
0: Yes, sir. Why, why, why would you say that? As a Rockets fan, why would you say that?
1: <laughs> I'm just... Man, are we talking about the lottery first? Cuz man, I, I'm i telling you, the moment that happened. So for anyone who doesn't know, we're just gonna get started with a lottery cuz it happened Tuesday, we're just gonna get started with it right away.
0: Spoiler alert, Eric is a Rockets fan, folks.
1: And so for anyone who doesn't know, if Rockets didn't, if their pick had to be one, two, three, or four, if it was five, or five through 14, we didn't get to keep the pick and it went directly to the Thunder. So we needed the pick to be in the top four. And whenever it showed number five and it wasn't the Rockets and that meant we kept the top four pick, I was literally in my apartment. I started jumping up and down screaming. Then it showed four and it was the Raptors and it wasn't us. I started screaming, it showed three and it wasn't us, it was the Cavs. I started screaming, it came down to us and the Pistons. And number two card came up and it showed the Rockets. I screamed no, so mad. I was so pissed. And then I was mad for about 12 seconds. And then I remembered that we get the number two pick and we kept the pick. And I was happy all over again. I mean, the past two, three days, I've been spending time watching Evan Mobley, Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, even though he's gonna be taken first just cuz. When in reality I could be watching like late teens prospects and stuff. So being able to watch them three and thinking about them being on the Rockets is such a relief. Like it feels so good knowing that we keep the pick, we have the number two pick. This is huge for the rebuild. It it, it this is just massive for us. And it was also amazing because all the last like six weeks, Thunder fans have sat there thinking about, oh well we could get the number one and number five overall picks. And they ended up with number six, and that's it. Rest and in that was head. the greatest thing to happen. Yeah, that was the greatest thing to happen. I'm so I'm glad. So am glad thunder the league. Upset.
0: Listen, everyone's going to have their conspiracy theories about the lottery, but I'm glad the league didn't rig it for the Thunder, even though they blatantly tanked, like, the whole fucking year. Like, bro. in the middle of the season, they told Al Horford, hey, listen, bro, go back to the DR, whatever you want to do. We got your contract. You know, have a, have a blessed day. Like,
1: come on, bro. I'm so glad, man. That was... So let's talk Rockets. about it. So we got
0: we got the Pistons at one, the Rockets at two, the Cavs at three, the Raptors at four. They got rewarded for playing in um Tampa. The Magic at five, OKC at six, Golden State at seven, and Orlando at eight. Um, Eric, is it is it um is it like clear cut to say that Kate Cunningham is going number one? No conspiracy theories. I know like a lot of um writers, quote unquote, a lot of journalists on Twitter, they're trying to overthink this and say, oh, the Pistons shouldn't select Kate Cunningham.
1: No, they should. So. It's pretty clear cut that Cade Cunningham will be number 1, but I'm not sure it's 100%. Who will be picking him at number 1 because there are there's always rumors about this, but there's talk about the Pistons potentially trading number 1, and if they do that, that would be interesting. I would definitely be open to seeing if what the Rockets could offer to trade up to number 1 cuz I think Cade Cunningham is that good and he could be like a franchise changing player. I think honestly though, the thing is if you look at any of the top like three to four prospects, they could in any of them could be franchise changing players. So I don't think that's like necessarily a huge deal, but I do think no matter who is picking one, it will be Cade Cunningham's name being called first that night.
0: Okay. Um, the are you happy with the number two pick? Because you know, a lot of a lot of Rockets fans, they were just they were like 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 shout out to Christian. And he said, bro, I don't care what pick we have, as long as we get to keep it. 100 so, Oh, yes. As, so when you saw that the envelope, or the number five was magic, you were already hyped because- oh, I was
1: losing my mind. I'm surprised that I didn't get some, I'm surprised that I didn't get like the security at the apartment to come up and tell me to quiet down because I was losing my mind. And the thing for me, it always was, so I, I'm not going to claim to know a ton about the prospects. And that's mainly because- So, I didn't so you're wanna... still
0: learning just and you're not a prospect whisperer.
1: <laughs> of course not. And my main thing was I didn't want to dive too deep and learn like, dig too deep into the prospects until I knew we were keeping the pick. Because if I look at Jalen Green, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, all these players and we don't keep the pick, I'm just gonna be even more let down. So I was waiting <laughs> to see if we kept the pick. But off the little knowledge I had.
0: Do you believe in jinxes? Did you not want to jinx
1: yourself? Yeah, 100%, absolutely. (laughs) And I personally, I think Cade Cunningham is the best player in this draft. And then I'm kind of torn. And keep in mind, like I said, I don't have a ton of knowledge. So this is off the little knowledge I'm going by. But I think Evan Mobley and Jalen Green are kind of like tied at second for me. I give the slight edge to Mobley. But then I have Jalen Suggs a little bit behind them at four. So my main thing was, of course, I just want to keep the pick top four and I'll be perfectly fine, but I really wanted top three. So getting number two was just perfect for me. Like I was perfectly fine with that. Um, I I couldn't be happier. The one reason, so I am, as a Rockets fan, I am torn on who I want. Between Mobley and green and one, every, so a lot of people are leaning towards Mobley I've seen. And the one reason is, is just because he's best player available. He's the most talented after Cade Cunningham, which I 100% understand. But two things that are driving me towards thinking Jalen Green is one, it is kind of becoming a more guard driven league. But even that point, I'm not sure that's a great point. Because even we saw Jokic and Embiid look like two of the best players in the league and they're both centers. They were so. top
0: two an MVP, so.
1: Yeah. What? Gonna, it,
0: it's funny because I was going to ask you that next because, like, like according to a lot of reporters and, like, the actual draft whispers, they're saying that Evan Mobley is the B, um, BPA after Cade. Mm, but, is. like, asking you personally, we all know that this is a, a guard or a point-forward-driven league now with Tatum on the come-up, Mitchell on the come-up, um, Booker doing his thing this year, Trey Young doing his thing, Luka Doncic. So would you take Mobley, or how would you do it? Because, like, so... The the Rockets, they're they're building a new foundation with Silas, mm. and they got KPJ, and they got Christian Wood, and they got Jay Sean Tate. For the Casuals, don't even know who Jayshon Tate is. I know he's old; he's like twenty four ish, but like he was still solid for them. Yeah. So if you can get KPJ, Christian Wood, and let's say Evan Mobley, would you like that, or would you like a sporting first yeah. guard in Suggs or Green?
1: No, I would love Evan Mobley, and he's who I'm leaning towards. But one thing that really like is sticking with me and I don't know if you agree with this. This is just my personal opinion from looking back in history is I feel like a center is more likely to be underwhelming or more likely to be a bust than a guard is. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's just how I see it. Like I feel like, I feel like a guard is more likely to live up their potential. But if Evan Mobley does, then I think it like obviously it's the right pick. I I would lean towards Evan Mobley. But I wouldn't be upset at Jalen Green. And one Rockets fan said it perfectly. A lot of people were like, well, y'all already have Christian Wood. Why would you take Evan Mobley if you already have a five? Well, the Rockets in 1983 drafted Ralph Sampson number one overall. In 1984, they had the number one overall pick. And you know what they did? They took they another center. They drafted Michael Jordan. They took another center and his name was Hakeem Olajuwon because he was the best player available and you take the best player available when the talent is that good. So, and Hakeem, yes, Michael Jordan was in that draft. But you know how good Hakeem is? Hakeem is so good that in a draft with Michael Jordan, they didn't take Michael Jordan. And Hakeem is still looked at as a good pick. That's how good Hakeem Olajuwon is. So I don't think taking Evan Mobley just because we have Christian Wood is a bad idea, especially because they are two players who can both space the floor. So I, I don't think it'd be horrible fit wise if we took Evan Mobley like some Rockets fans do
0: so you're uh, okay um but so it, it's just crazy because the rockets had james harden and now they're they already have like the foundation of youth to like um get from and i think that would be pretty fire if you guys can get like another um young player yeah so for sure. on, on draft night if you were able to pick for the rockets oh uh, and another thing that you were saying about like the like the guard or or like the centers being a bust I remember we talked about this in one of the football episodes, how like front officers are way too impatient with quarterbacks. And it's like two years and you're done. So like, look at DeAndre Ayton. You know, a lot of people were saying that he doesn't have the goods. He doesn't have the drugs. He's not built like that. And in his first playoffs, he's pretty—he's done a pretty oh, good, fantastic job.
1: He's done amazing. I, he's, hes I, I don't like throwing around the X factor a lot because X factor, for me, usually just means, oh, that player's inconsistent. So that's why they're called the X factor. But I think he is the X Factor just because it came down to if he shows up and showed like lives up to the potential he had been doing all regular season, then this team could make a deep playoff run, and he's doing exactly that. Like even we're going to talk about it later, but they had a huge play to win game two against the Clippers and Deandre Aiden was a huge part of that. And Andre's is giving me the finger right now. He's a little upset about it, but Deandre Aiden, he's played phenomenally. He in a draft with trade, and Luka and uh, Jaren
0: this? Jackson like, Jr. Jaren, yeah, I'm kidding.
1: Uh, Deandre Ayton. He's looked really. He's looked really good, this, and this I cool think he's living up to it.
0: So someone on Twitter the other day, for some weird fucking reason, they were like, "Oh, Hakeem Olajuwon is Deandre Ayton, and Luka Doncic is Michael Jordan," but like I don't think you could really like, like mm-hmm. that's just a terrible analogy. It was really, it was really fucking horrible. Like. Aiden has been amazing. He was amazing against the Lakers. He was having 20-10 games on, like, 80% shooting. Like, it wasn't, like, mm-hmm. and people were just like, oh, that's because of um, anything Davis is hurt. And then against the against the Nuggets, he really didn't look that bad against Jokic, you know. And he depends no, on really well as well. And um, uh, another thing that I wanted to address before we move on to the next topic. This isn't really related to the draft, but um, you can criticize Ben Simmons for the shitty series he's had. He had, whatever you want to call it. But what Duck Rivers and Embiid did about throwing him under the bus, that should not fucking happen, like, ever. Like, Jokic, after game three, he had, like, a 30-point triple-double, and he said, I need it to be better, and this loss is on me. So, like, whether Embiid or Glenn or the whole sexist thinks that um, Ben Folded, you don't throw a teammate under the bus. I just have and, to divide it out there.
1: And it's even funnier because Jokic, first off, I think if any player, if we're talking Luka, Embiid... Any player that has had to kind of carry a team at certain parts throughout those playoffs, he's the last one who should be saying I should be doing more because he did everything. Whenever Jamal Murray went down, it kind of came down to him doing a lot and having to carry at certain times. And he did that. It was just the Suns team is just too good. That's it, It's it, People need to realize, oh, this player lost. So that means they play bad. That's a horrible argument to make because at some point, if a team overall is just simply more talented, it doesn't matter how good a player is. They're not gonna overcome all the obstacles and win. And the thing, it's weird to me that Jokic would say that like, oh, I do need to be better. He didn't throw anyone under the bus. But Embiid, who had games where he would score two points or not even make a single shot in the second halves of games, was throwing under other players under the bus. That just seemed weird to me. Like, I wasn't really a big fan of that. Like, you Embiid by no means played a perfect series and he could have easily been better. And the fact that he did that was just weird to me. And yes, Ben Simmons does deserve a lot of the criticism. A lot, opinion, but, but thrown under the bus by your teammates is not one of them. No. And what do you think that's going to do towards his confidence and everything? Like that's not going to help him at all. And, and he, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it might just push him to get in the gym more." I don't think people realize how, like, some the people don't, don't think of that. It that way. Like, be. yes, that. Like, I don't know. Some people just don't have the same mindset. I think in. It's weird to see pl- people think like that, and
0: me. and the people that are pocket watching on Twitter is is pathetic too. Because like, like how are you gonna tell uh, an, an athlete how much he's worth? And we talked about this in one of the football mm-hmm. episodes when we were question when they were questioning um, Zeke sitting out or Dak Prescott sitting out, and then he got injured and stuff, and then well he got his contract and shit. But I don't think we as like like journalists, human beings, non athletes should be telling an athlete or a or black athlete how much he's worth. Um, Talking about Ben Simmons, we're going to move on to our second topic of the night in an exciting game seven. um, I mean, I don't say it was a shocker because the other team is coached by Mr. Glenn Rivers, but the Hawks did beat the Sixers in game seven, advancing to their second conference finals since 2015. Eric, what were your thoughts on this game?
1: Uh, The Sixers once again underperformed and they disappointed. For the however many years in a row, and they need to make a change. Like they, there's, there's no a year excuse. year in a row. There, yeah, like there's no excuse. Like the Trey Young has been great. The Hawks are great, but the Sixers have too much talent to be this bad. There's no reason they shouldn't be in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, playing the Bucks. And wait, they're playing the Bucks? Huh? They're playing the Bucks? Who?
0: The 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 Hawks are playing the Bucks. The, the the super team nets didn't beat them
1: oh my god we'll get to that no. in a sec oh we'll no get to that. oh no um but one i for the sixers they have to make a change because this team is just simply not good enough to win championship i don't think your two best players being Embiid and tobias harris because at this point tobias harris is better than Simmons. hey hasn't
0: improved much don't, don't stand there tobias he's from the he, he went to high school like 30 minutes away from me man come on
1: well, you know, I mean, hey, I I will say this. Me he got embarrassed, so.
0: He missed a lot of bunnies and easy, easy
1: layups. Like, and you know what? I'm almost to the point where I'm calling Seth Curry their second best player. Cuz that dude was showing up when no one else was. He it looked like, like me like. out there, bro. Bro, like it was like Ben Simmons. I'm sorry. I, if, you looked at, if you talked to me two years ago about Ben Simmons, I was his biggest fan. I was defending him nonstop, calling him one of the best young players, saying all this has not improved since his rookie season. Like, his defense has slightly improved, but his offense is getting worse, if anything. Like, he still has not doesn't have the ability to score outside of four feet from the rim. His passing isn't really getting all that much better to me. His numbers across the board, points, assists, rebounds, everything is dropping. Like, there's no reason from your first to fourth year you should be this much Or you should be worse or the same. You should be 100% better as a number one overall pick making progress. And it just doesn't seem like he's doing that. So they need to make a move. I want to point out to all the people who laughed at me when I said I was glad the Rockets didn't train James Harden for Ben Simmons. I just want to laugh in your face now because I'm so glad we did not make that trade. And everyone's saying, oh, you could have traded for Ben Simmons and then traded Ben Simmons for even more picks. How many picks would we really have gotten for Ben Simmons at this point? I really don't think Ben Simmons trade value is that high because he does not fit this NBA. Like the NBA today, he is the opposite of what fits the point guard or player fits this NBA. Like he can't score outside of four feet. He can't. He's useless out there. That's why players leave him wide open. And the worst part is he won't even attempt shots like LeBron when he was a terrible three point shooter in his early days. He at least attempted them. Zion in his first game of the season made like four threes in a row. He was shooting them at least. He's not a great three pointer, but he was shooting them. Ben won't even think about shooting them. I think he's made two in his whole career. Like, it's just, it's ridiculous. And then for the Hawks, I mean, they're doing their thing. Trey Young is having one of the best playoff runs I've ever seen by a young player. I saw a sub on Twitter saying that he's having his 01 Iverson type run and Feels so true because he's been dominating. I'm super happy for Clint Capella. Shout out to Andres. I know you love him, but I'm super happy for him, and he's been dominating. He made a huge play at the end of the game against the Bucks. So I'm just I'm just happy to see how they're doing.
0: So you remember how at the beginning of the pod I told you that Kyle Schrober hit a home run? Mm-hmm. He just hit another one. He's up to. Dude, twenty. he's on.
1: They need to test him. He's on. He's doing something. There's. He's <laughs> insane,
0: that's that's not, not 90. Nice. Um, but the Mavericks are, are progressing in talks to make Jason Kidd a new franchise head coach. Um, I know we haven't been able to talk about the whole drama inside the Mavericks locker room, but probably say that for another day when um, more franchises get new coaches. Same with the Celtics, they finally got a new coach. But we'll probably address that in the um, next episode. Um, Eric, you did say the Bucks are playing the Hawks. Um, how did the Bucks beat the Nets?
1: Um, I don't want to... So, I don't want to just say obviously injuries play a part in not having Kyrie hurt and but having an injured Harden, but, but the Bucks were just simply better because one Harden, it, even though he was playing injured, I wanna just say this to all these Harden stands who are saying, "Oh, he's so unlucky, he can't catch a break. Maybe if he doesn't show up out of shape in the beginning of the season trying to get traded and actually shows up ready, he wouldn't be getting hurt throughout the offseason. because he showed up out of shape, that's his fault. You can't put all the blame on everyone else, part of the reason he's hurt, it's his fault. So stop pointing fingers Bro, elsewhere was, and look at yourself.
0: He was Iron Man the whole nine years in Houston. And then his first year in Brooklyn, he's just suffering injuries.
1: And it's because he showed up out of shape. Like you can't keep pointing fingers everywhere else. Part of it is his fault. Kevin Durant had a great series. That last shot was terrible. I shouldn't going to throw that out there. But <laughs> it is wild because he was, the Nets were literally two centimeters away from being in the conference finals right now because Kevin Durant hit a shot with how much time was left like 0.3 or something crazy yeah and he
0: wears and he usually wears a size 17 shoe and he wore a size 18 that night I was and crazy.
1: his toes were on the three point line Apple so fact. it tied it up instead of taking a one point lead it was it was a ridiculous ending but Giannis I mean for as much as I give Giannis crap about you know not
0: yeah give Giannis some flowers bro
1: not, yeah, as much as I give him, like, I I'm a, I do like Giannis, but it, there's just a lot of times where he just blows my mind with just, it seems like he has tunnel vision or where he, his IQ just goes down, like, even in, I think it was game five or six, one of them, it was coming down to the wire and there, the Nets had, like, a two-point lead. Chris Middleton was playing great and Giannis was kind of struggling. Chris Middleton drove down to the room, did a spin move, and pretty much handed the ball to Giannis. Giannis would have had an easy dunk to tie up the game and Giannis just dropped the ball and turned it over like that type of stuff where he just makes super simple mistakes and it just blows my mind it gets so frustrating but he showed up he showed up when it mattered I think he averaged 30 something points throughout that entire series and I mean I he didn't really guard KD one-on-one that much He guarded Trey Young more last night yeah, it's definitely PJ Tucker, and I do want to give a shout out to PJ Tucker because he's always been one of my favorite players. I've always loved him since since he became Houston Rocket, and um, he, watching him play is just so much fun to me. His defense, like his hustle, his energy, I just I, I'm always gonna be a PJ Tuck, Tucker fan. So obviously, I'm cheering for the Suns to win it all. But if they don't, and I see PJ Tucker win a ring, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world.
0: He would win a ring before
1: Mr. James Harden. Freak yeah, darn. I'd be so upset. <laughs> Damn. The, uh, man, I'm overhearted. This man just, Eric, gets annoying.
0: This man, Eric, is, is the protagonist for an episode of Revenge of the Sith. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> how, the, how the turntables. Um, moving on to Conference Finals Game 1, Trey Young made history, becoming the first player in NBA history with 45-plus points and 10-plus assists in a game and shimmying before making a three-point shot. Um, a lot of people have been giving Trey Young shit this whole fucking postseason. A lot of Knicks fans are still upset that the Hawks aren't gone, and the Hawks have been like putting on like, oh, shout out to Red Velvet for playing playing an amazing Game Seven, and
1: Trey Young Red had Velvet. a
0: <laughs> Trey Young had like an iffy Game Seven, but he showed up in the fourth quarter. You know, a lot of people gave him shit for those shooting splits and stuff, but he had to show he showed up when it mattered. Um, as far as Game One goes, I said this on my on my mentor show on the Sports Hit List. Shout out to them. I said that Nate McMillan has to figure out a way to give Trey Young looks. And Nate McMillan didn't figure out a way. You know who figured that out? Mike Budenholzer for playing drop coverage on him. He that knows. meant Trey Young. Trey Young did whatever he wanted to. He was getting open looks. He was driving to the rim. His floater was out of this world. Like, he did whatever he wanted to against the Bucks defense. And then, like, shout out to the Atlanta Hawks because they're not afraid of anyone. Like, they just go out there, they hoop, and they have fun. And it's been pretty nice to witness. You know, a lot of people were complaining about Steph, LeBron, and KD not being in the conference finals and shit. But seeing, like, new blood, it's, like, refreshing. You know, seeing all these new teams. Like, people complain about super teams. They complain about the same four teams every year. Now that we have new blood in the conference finals, they're like, nah, I don't really want to watch that. So, like, what the fuck do you want?
1: And you know what's funny is all the numbers about, like, ratings have been coming out over the last few days and apparently it's the best ratings the playoffs have had since 2002. So...
0: and LeBron got drafted in 2003. It really makes you wonder.
1: Well, okay, I wasn't gonna go there, but of course you will. <laughs> what I'm just saying is, all these like LeBron and Curry fans, and all of them were like talking about how oh the league, it, it's the league is gonna suck once who, they're who gone. Who moves the needle? The, it sucks the needle that more? they're not in playoffs, huh?
0: Who moves the needle more, as far as ratings? That's what that's what they're discussing. Oh <laughs> yeah,
1: and it, it's just ridiculous because <laughs> the one postseason we have where Curry doesn't even make the playoffs, LeBron is out in the first round. Durant is out in the second round, and- Harden's
0: out in the second round. Harden's
1: out in the second round, and Harden barely played in the second round. And when he did, he was awful, uh,
0: and- I think, I think you made your point the first time. I'm
1: just trying to get it out there. I want everyone to know, I here's my thing. I'm just gonna throw this out there real quick. I like Harden, but I think his fans are getting to the point where his fans are just annoying me so much to where it's just like his fans, they, they can't face the facts on some things, and well, that's they how- still- some of them still think he's a top 15 player of all time and it kind of blows my mind i don't understand it's the same
0: thing that, that that lebron fans do when they're like hey you're so ungrateful for the two rings like like i enjoy his four his four years in miami but like it's time to move on like i don't have to root mm-hmm. for him i rooted for him the first two years in um actually when they oh the, the the second two years the 2017 and 2018 um finals i root for him but not the first two years because i didn't want dan gilbert to win a ring and he still yeah. ended up winning it because this world is
1: unfair it's just—it's kind of funny because you think, if you told me two years ago we're gonna have a Suns Hawks finals, I would have thought you were like joking. I would have laughed at you. Yeah, because people, the fact were that busy, we might-
0: people were too busy focusing on Devin Booker's empty stats and Luca being better than Trey Young.
1: Yeah, which that Luca Trey Young argument, I um, said—I've said all along—I didn't think it was that big a gap. And you know what? It is funny though because. I'd be so hyped if it was the Suns Hawks finals. Like watching Chris Paul and Trey Young go at it, watching Devin Booker. Like that That would be so much fun to me. Like Trey Young has been one of the most enjoyable players to watch this playoffs. Bro, Devin and- Booker plays such a beautiful game to watch. Like we talk about, uh, me and you talk about like, what's it called? Barbershop Twitter, you know, the guys who don't care about stats, all that stuff. Devin Booker is perfect for that, and he's just so enjoyable. He's gonna be to watch.
0: Barbershop's, uh, Twitter's new favorite player. Yeah. Literally, like
1: he's the new Kobe for them, and it's great. Like I love watching Devin Booker. He's one of my favorite players to watch, and he's been phenomenal this playoff run. And I know we're gonna talk about it in a sec about the whole like, oh, people keep asking who's better, Tatum, Booker, who's better, Trey, all this. I feel like in these conversations, Booker is being slept on a little bit. That's all I'm gonna say. We'll get to it in a sec, but. A lot. Um, Eric,
0: I do have to ask you, Drew Holiday had five three-pointers made last night. Is that gonna happen again in game two?
1: Or can that happen again? I think it can for sure happen again, but I wouldn't bet on it. Like, I think it's unlikely, but he, I, I think he, he's a very good player. He's a solid shooter, but I wouldn't bet on that. So, I don't know, we'll just have to wait and see. I doubt it though.
0: Okay, okay, um, do you wanna give out some predictions or should we wait?
1: I'll give a prediction. So for both of the conference?
0: No, 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 just one. We haven't addressed what happened in the other conference, yeah.
1: So you're talking Bucks-Nets? No, that's gotta uh, little. Or Bucks-Hawks, yeah. Um, I'm gonna take Bucks in seven. Ooh. I'll take Bucks in seven. Okay. I'm, I'm in, nervous about that pick. I'm, yeah, I'm
0: indifferent. Like I don't really care who wins. Oh, I don't
1: care who wins. I, I'd be happy to see like, either. if game. I see
0: if I see Giannis in the finals, all the people that were pocket watching and saying, "Hey, he made the right, he made the wrong choice," same <laughs> Milwaukee. Like they would have to eat their words. And on the other side, you have Trey Young, who they said it was the worst trade of all time for Luka, So that would be refreshing.
1: It's, and it's, it is funny because I, I don't bookmark tweets that often. Usually, literally, funny. I've shown you I my bookmarks before. I don't bookmark
0: before. tweets either. Right. I've right. shown you
1: my bookmarks before, and it's literally like links to websites, like I, I streaming the clip. websites and
0: stuff. I emptied the clip when the Clippers smoked the Jazz in Game 5 and <laughs> Game 6. I was sick but of that. Shit,
1: one tweet I do have bookmarked is someone saying, Giannis just won two MVPs and he's already irrelevant now. I was Bro, like, okay, I'm bookmarking this because let, let,
0: let me say this. If he wins a ring, he's a top 25 player of all time.
1: I agree. 100%. I, I agree. agree.
0: And this is the thing about NBA discourse, right? So let's say the Suns make the finals, right? And let's say the Bucks beat them. In two or three years, NBA Twitter is going to say, why is Giannis Ring impressive if all he did was beat a 36-year-old um, Chris Paul and a young Suns team? Yes or no, that's something NBA Twitter would do in two or three years.
1: Wait, say that last part again, I didn't, sorry. So
0: if the Bucks beat the Suns in the finals, right, yeah. in three years, NBA Twitter is gonna say Giannis's ring wasn't even impressive. He beat a 36-year-old Chris Paul and a young Suns team, yes or no?
1: Yeah, for sure, but I don't care what they say. Like that's why so many people are like, that's such an unpopular opinion. Who gives a, f- like wh- who cares Bro, if it's he's unpopular? Better than Dirk.
0: He's better than Dirk all time if he gets it done, I'm sorry.
1: Okay, I wouldn't go that far. I'm sorry. You're a little, you you sleep on Dirk too much, I'm not throwing that out there. He, you sleep, the man, on. I know you're a little, I, you, I, I I, I, we've I talked hope, about this
0: before. I hope the Mavericks hire Jason Kidd, fuck them. We talked fuck. about
1: this before, you said that you're Dirk you're wasn't over the best player. Did, didn't you say Dirk wasn't the best player in their 2011 playoff run or something like
0: no, that? No, 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 no. his finals run was overrated. The playoffs, I don't no.
1: think so, bro. Finals, Did, okay, are you doing Bro, we're not gonna do no, I just want to know: Are you doing that from looking at stats? Because all I'm oh, gonna I say is I don't even bro. know. I don't even know the stats, but I remember watching the games. I was 12 years old, and I remember watching the games and thinking, "Holy shit." His fadeaway literally doesn't miss. Like he felt like he was unstoppable with he that fadeaway. Joker, bro, he
0: wasn't. Oh Dude,
1: that. you're you're tripping. Not, We're not getting well, watch, into this right watch now. Watch
0: the film, fam. Watch the film. I have,
1: and he he was incredible.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anywho, on the other side, the Suns took a two-zero lead thanks to a game-winning alley-oop from DeAndre Ayton. Um, mm. unfortunately, we don't talk about what happened before that but uh it was an amazing game you know a lot of people a lot of people were saying that the the playoffs without lebron were going to be terrible but both conference games like both game one and game two between the suns and the clippers they came down to the wire and like they've just been it's just been amazing basketball to watch monty williams is a top two coach in the nba for me behind spo and then lou is a top three coach in the nba for me behind spo and monty i don't know if you can agree with that or not it's it's definitely debatable i think pop he's already like he has one foot in retirement
1: Mm-hmm. But I would
0: I would say that Spolu and Monty are my top three coaches. It's just been beautiful to watch refreshing basketball. Like I said, seeing different teams go at it. And yeah. without Chris Paul, without Kawhi Leonard, unfortunately. But they still been hooping. Like, both teams, they've been hooping. They look like they belong there. You know, a lot of people were saying, if this team is healthy, then this team wins. Oh, the Suns got lucky. Like, I've told Eric this a lot of times when we're, when we're texting. You play who's in front of you. Can you say that the series could've been different if
1: X, Y, Z were playing? Yeah, but guess what? You can't fucking prove it because it's a fucking hypothetical. And, and, so and what I think to me is, you can at some point, you can say like, oh, well this person was injured. I think that's fair if you're comparing like, so like, I, whenever I talk about the best team ever, in my personal opinion, the best NBA team ever is the 2001 Lakers. Whenever I look back and argue like, oh, well this team beat this team, I think it's okay to argue who they played then because you're comparing. You're not you're not tearing down their championship at all. You're just saying I think this team was slightly better because they did this. I think tearing down an entire championship run because well this player was injured. I think that's in completely pointless because what can they do about that? I mean, part of the reason, an important. What was your guest on from the show, your mentor or whatever he said? Uh, durability oh. is the best ability. He said health is wealth. That's. Yeah. Like, being a healthy team is extremely important, important. And the Suns have been one of the few teams that have been able to stay healthy. Behind the Jazz. Behind behind the Jazz, and they were able to beat the Jazz. So like, and that's even when Mike Conley came back at the end of the series and they still beat them. Like, I just, I'm sick of the whole tearing down thing. Like,
0: bro, like you could praise a player without having to tear down another. Like you could praise, according
1: to people online.
0: You could praise Booker without having to bring down, I don't know, Michael Bridges or something. Like, I don't understand why people sit there and just, all they think about is injuries, injuries, injuries. Like, mm-hmm. injuries are a part of sports. Like, it happened. Imagine, player's imagine if Eric sat here and he was like, you know what? If Jose Altuve was healthy in the 2018 um, ALCS, the Astros beat the Red Sox. Like, what would he, and he was a DH the whole series. Like, what would he gain from that? Yeah. So, you, so you, you play who's in front of you like it's it's really that simple. You, and you're gonna say, oh Andres, well you didn't used to think like that. I know I'm a hypocrite. It, it is what it is. But you but play. That, see who's that's in-
1: not even the thing. You're not a hypocrite. It's people change. That's the thing. That's one it, thing I do like about talking sports with you is you're willing to change your mind. You'll like even whenever we talked about the whole Kareem thing. You used to think Kareem was like a top five player of all time. I started saying, well look at this. Well look at this. And I I'm not saying I was trying to change your mind, but I was just trying to show you. And now you're even more so off the Korean train than (laughs) I am. But the thing is, (laughs) you are willing to look at stuff and change your mind. So many people are closed minded and won't even look at anything else other than what they choose, like they have such tunnel vision and won't look at anything that is against their own opinion. And that's one reason I really like talking sports with you is because you're willing to change your opinion. You're not afraid to talk about something that differs from you. Because everyone, bro, Twitter consists of
0: people that just dick read each other for retweets and don't have their own opinion. Like last night, you texted me about who's better between A-Rod, Pujols, Cabrera, um, Jeter, and Manny. And I gave you my list, and I think yours was similar. And then we were talking about Mm. if PEDs are valid or not, and we were talking about buns and trout. But it wasn't a, oh, you're fucking wrong, Alex Rodriguez is not, Mm. um, he's nothing without PEDs and shit. It's just like, learn to be open-minded learn how to listen because a lot of people hear, but they don't listen to what the other um, um, debater is saying. So a lot of people have trouble with that. Um, I, do, I do think the Clippers, they win the next two games. I'm just going to say it. they're going to win the next That's two good. games. And then Kawhi is going to come back game five in Phoenix. And hopefully, hopefully they win the series. I, Andres. Bro, we, if gotta, the we gotta talk
1: about it, bro. On just, we gotta talk about if it. If the Clippers no, no. win tonight,
0: Twitter is gonna explode. Like, on just, we gotta
1: talk about what happened. No, bro. I don't okay, know what I'm just gonna. Th- we're gonna set the scene real quick. For everyone who didn't watch Game Two, with like, I think it was like maybe 30 seconds left, a minute left, 45 seconds. I don't know. Paul George hit a mid-range to go up one point, right?
0: No, he hit a layup and then he hit the mid-range.
1: Okay, yeah, and did the mid-range put them up one?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Then. The Suns go and down, then they and they, then the Suns went down. I don't remember if they missed a shot or turned the ball over.
0: They, and over. they yeah, Pat Beverly did a swipe at Booker, and it went Oh,
1: out. That was it, I wanna talk about that too, real quick. So Patrick Beverly was like defending Devin Booker and hit the ball out. And being the NBA today in 2021, anytime anything happens and the ball touches out of bounds, anytime or anything happens within the last few minutes, everyone starts waving their finger to try and get them to review it. So technically, the ball last touched Devin Booker before went out, so the ball is Clipper's ball. But my problem with that is, if you watch that play, 46 out of the 48 minutes of the game, whose ball is it? It's it's Sun's ball. So the problem is, the fact that it's only different when you review it, shows right there that that's a problem. And they either need to change the rule or they need to do something because if it is only called one way once it's reviewed and called the opposite, every other time, then you know it's it's bad at that point. You know something is wrong. And so they need to fix it for that point. But what happened was Patrick Beverly stripped Devin Booker. It touched Devin Booker last, went out of bounds on him. Clippers got the ball, and then they fouled Paul George. I think there was nine seconds left, something like that. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Paul think- George missed the first free throw. So they still had a one-point lead. Then he missed the second free throw, and it was still a one-point lead. So pretty much with like 0.9 seconds left, Suns drew up a gorgeous play. Shout out Monty Williams. Great play called by Monty Williams. Great pass by Jay Crowder. Great screen by Devin Booker. Great timing by DeAndre Aiden. It was an inbound alley-oop, and DeAndre Aiden dunked it perfectly with 0.7 seconds left. And Clippers went on to lose because Paul George couldn't hit two free throws. We need to talk about it, Andres. You need to address it because I know that your boy... And he could have shut down some rumors last night, if he just drained those two free throws. Bro, he, he, literally,
0: he did everything else though. Tyloo said it, he, they asked Tyloo about the missed free throws. And he said, I don't really care because without him, we weren't in that position. So
1: you can't do that. Like that's the same thing Harden fans do with Harden. And that's why it annoys me. Bro, it, you know it what's funny, matter. you know what's funny? So this
0: is the first time Paul George has missed five free throws in the last like eight or nine years, right? Of course, of course. So of course that happens, right? Yeah, to this. that sucks. Listen to this, James Harden, career eighty-eight percent free throw shooter, right? Mm-hmm. Game six against the Warriors in two thousand nineteen. How much did the War? Uh, how much did the Rockets lose by? Five, five points. Six. How many? And free he was seven hard- of
1: twelve from the line, didn't he? How crazy is that? I remember that because I was pissed off about him shooting free throws, and everyone was like, "Well, he did everything else." I don't give a shit. Make your damn free throws. If you're an eighty-eight percent free throw shooter, sure, make them. Like that. I. That's what I'm talking about. That's yeah, it's annoying. Just,
0: it's just crazy.
1: Like if if Steph he Curry. Did that? Listen. I would be slandering the shit out of him if he missed two free throws at the end of the game, and you would be too. Don't deny. I don't slander, it, so. I don't
0: slander players anymore, bro. That's a lie. I only I only have agendas against two players.
1: So one of them has to be Clint Capella because I still don't know oh,
0: what you guys. Oh, ag- I said agendas.
1: Yeah. Well, you. do What's up with you and Clint Capella? Talk about how Capella. I Clint been. Capella. What? You, you what? I like him. Mm, that's not what's. I bet you. Uh. Skin, shirts versus skins would say something else. Oh, bro.
0: I mean, he was—he's—he was—he was a bad defender before, but he's a, he improved a lot this
1: year. That was like three. Wasn't that like a month ago? What? You're captain Oh no, bro. What? what are you doing?
0: Bro, the only two players that have agendas against is Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, wow.
1: Anthony Davis. I know that for sure. Yeah, I, I like
0: Anthony games. Davis. Um, uh, but who do you have winning the series and how many games? If you say a sweep, I'm gonna walk off.
1: No, no, seat. no. It's not a sweep. I have something. Five though. Oh my god. I think like I think they split this series. I think they split the home games and then. Well, it depends. So Chris Paul's back game three. That's big. And I mean, it's not like he's coming back from an injury, so he should be like playing full minutes and everything. And also, what do we know about Kawhi? When is he coming back?
0: Small. my sources tell me that it's just a sprained knee, but they don't know if it's a grade one, a grade two. But if the if the <laughs> if the Clippers can push it to five, I think that he's gonna come back. Hopefully they win these two games. I'll okay, say, I'll say this: if, it it,
1: if, it, if it's if it is three-two after Game Five and Kawhi comes back for Game Six, I would argue, I would. I think I would put my money on Clippers winning the series. Honestly,
0: uh, listen. The people have said the Clippers are dead the last two series, and um, there's this Clippers fan on Twitter. His name is Jamal. I don't know if you've seen him. Um, but he said they throw dirt on our name when we're, when we're down. So they've been doing that again. They're saying that the Suns are going to sweep. So time to see what they're made of.
1: <laughs> Devin Booker just going to post that video of that one guy. Suns in four. You know, I'm talking about the guy who was fighting in the stadium. He's, he said he was trying to find that guy. Yeah,
0: and then the Suns came out and they said we did not encourage violence because there was a fucking brawl after game one inside the arena.
1: That oh, my funny. gosh. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited, though.
0: Yeah. Moving on to our third topic of the night. Um, we've seen a lot of star wings come and go. We've seen a lot of star point guards come and go. But it seems that these four players and Luka are here to stay. Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Donovan Mitchell, they've been off the charts. So there was a debate going on because, you know, that's all Twitter's about. Everything's about narratives and shit. But in my humble opinion, the order for me that I have them is Jason Tatum, Trey Young, Devin Booker, and Donovan Mitchell last. Now, I'm gonna explain why. Jason Tatum is on par, scoring-wise, with all three of these players. Right? Defensively, he knocks them all out of the park, though. Playmaking-wise, he's better than Booker Mitchell, but not Trey Young, obviously. And then rebounding—that doesn't really matter because Trey Young's a point guard, and and Trey and Jason Tatum's a forward. I have Trey Young over Booker and Mitchell because, like I said before, Trey Young is on par scoring-wise with all three of them but his playmaking is levels ahead of Mitchell and it's ahead of Booker. I have Booker over Mitchell because Booker is a better playmaker. He's on par scoring wise, he's more efficient and he doesn't have tunnel vision. And I have Donovan Mitchell last because even though he's a great scorer, his tunnel vision is insane and his playmaking is not all that. Eric, the floor is yours.
1: Okay. So dang, you were kind of spitting, but I don't know if I have even... a I don't know if I have like a specific order. There isn't. There is no. There is no correct
0: order because it's all opinionated based. Yeah, on, yeah. Now, like what other people on Twitter see? What a crazy concept.
1: <laughs> I will say this. I. I don't know. I think. My order. I don't even know what it is right now. But whatever it is, it could change in three weeks, depending on if. Trey Young goes on and keeps this up and wins a ring and finals MVP. Maybe he's, he's number one down. on that list, in my opinion. Maybe if if Devin Booker keeps playing this well and goes on and wins whoa, the whoa, ring whoa. and wins finals,
0: he MVP. did not play good in game two. Relax, really? right. Devin Booker. He was, in I'm saying, first. like,
1: if he consistent, I'm saying if he consistently plays well and has a dominant player front and wins the ring and finals MVP, he's number one out of them four, in my opinion. Like, I don't think there's I like, I don't know who I'd have number one right now, maybe Tatum. But I don't think the gap is that big between any of them. Like I could literally see any order between them four, except I don't think I'd have. See, I was about to say, I don't think I'd have Tatum behind Mitchell. But Donovan Mitchell has been insane his last two playoff runs. So even then, like I could understand someone making that case. I think a lot of it is just gonna come down to if Trey Young or Devin Booker can go on and keep being dominant and win a ring this year, they're my number one, probably. Like, if they prove that they can do it as the man, especially Trey Young, because he's been that good, in my opinion, in taking over games. But it's so weird being on Twitter, because in my mind, I haven't really looked at the stats on these players. So I don't know, like, who's more efficient, who's scoring more, who's getting more assists, I don't know any of that. but. Whenever I'm watching games, the gap does not feel that big between any of them. Like, like I said, I can understand any of them. But some people swear Tatum is miles ahead. Some people swear Devin Booker is miles ahead Donovan Mitchell. I just don't understand that because how can you watch them both play incredible and say, oh, this player's way better. Like we just watched Trey Young have one of the greatest playoff games arguably ever. And... People are saying, oh, he's not even close to Tatum. How? How can you say that? And also, he went through the New York Knicks, who had arguably the best defense in the league in the first round. Then he went through, um, uh, what's it called? Yeah, the runner up for MVP. Yeah, Yeah, he went through them in the second round. Ben Simmons in the second round. That's who I was trying to think of Ben Simmons, who plays great defense. He played him in the second round, and now he's playing Drew Holiday, PJ Tucker, Giannis. Like, he's going through tough defenses, and not only tough defenses, tough individual matchups, and he's still putting up numbers, winning games, beating them, like how can you sleep on that? And even people saying, like, you can have Trey second. But if you say any of them three are way better than Trey, I think you're sleeping on Trey, honestly. I think Trey Young is that good. Like people just, I don't think people are appreciating what they're watching. But I will give Tatum credit, because his 50 point game against the Brooklyn Nets to beat the big three was one of the greatest things I've ever watched. It was incredible. So what's your order? Oh My god, you're actually gonna make me do it. Yes, sir. I'm gonna go, and like I said, this could completely change. Booker could be number one in two weeks, three weeks. But I'm gonna go, and I might get some hate for this, I don't care. I'm not doing the whole stats shit. I'm going Trey Tatum, Booker Mitchell.
0: Okay, well there you have it.
1: That's how I'd have it. It could be. So, so you have I'm Trey
0: sure. top fifteen.
1: I don't know. I don't know where I'd have him, but maybe. Yeah. Well, I don't know if.
0: Adam is top fifteen. So you're saying that Trey is top. 15. Is he? Yes.
1: What, why are you saying that for sure?
0: Jason Tatum is not a top fifteen player in the NBA. I mean, I don't know. Is he? Yes. Exactly. I, I
1: don't know what my top fifteen would be. I don't know if it's a for sure thing. I haven't even thought about it. Like, are you I, it's 10? crazy because the talent in the the league. Is so talented now that it's actually like crazy to think about. Like we're li- like if you think about Shea Gilgis Alexander, he just have averaged like 25 points on 50, 40, 90, and no one is talking about him.
0: No one. That's
1: yeah. Okay. Whatever.
0: <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Moving on to our last topic of the night, AKA the most important topic, AKA the best, the best sport in the world, AKA the Euros 2020. We are through the first round of the Euros. Eric, what was the most appealing thing for you, given that this is the first major tournament that you watch
1: and you know something about? Um, watching people's agendas against Ronaldo was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meant, calling him Ronaldo in football. And stuff.
0: I meant I meant football wise. Come on now, come
1: on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Stay just saying people people swear like everyone was like, Oh, he only gets penalties and kick tappens, that's it. And I what? saw Yoni uh from Shirts vs. Skins, he was like saying All I'm saying is, and this is like one of the earlier days, he goes, There's been five penalty attempts so far, and he's the only one who's made his. And he was right. So, I mean, it is pretty funny just seeing that. But, like, if I'm talking realistically, I just want to say that group of death with Germany and Portugal and France, that was so much fun to watch. Like, that was such a crazy group. And I cannot believe Germany didn't get the win versus Hungary. I'm still mad about that. But,.
0: But we're not gonna talk about why you're not mad because we don't. No no no, 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 no.
1: But but even just from like a standpoint, there's no reason they shouldn't have gotten the win there. And France tied with Hungary too, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they tied one. What the one. hell?
1: Like you've got to win that. And it was funny watching the uh, France Germany game, which was like the first game of that uh, group. Literally, the only goal I scored was an own goal, and that was such a, like, a Bro, close game own, back and forth. Own goal had nine goals in the group stage, that meant it stuck. There was so many, and I have to say, it was funny, the narrative part, seeing so many, like, people talking about, oh, the, this many Bundesliga players have scored so far compared to this many Premier League players. Oh, yeah. You like, saw that, right,
0: the, the league? Everyone was running with agenda. that. That shit was yeah. hilarious, yeah.
1: Everyone was like, focusing on it. I don't even know what the updated numbers are, but it was like It was, it was so like, Serie
0: A had 10, and then the EPR had two. And they're like, oh, who's the, who's the real farmers league?
1: That's yeah, what. like people were jumping at it quick. But I don't know, I obviously, I don't know if this is an obvious answer. For me, it is. The two matches I'm most excited to watch in the group, in the knockout stage, round of 16, is Belgium-Portugal. And England, Germany, but I'm also just excited to watch Italy because Jorginho, I think he's been phenomenal for them. I watched what every team one does of he their games, Chelsea. I was like, Where are you going with this? Yes, he's been phenomenal. I've been keeping up with them specifically for him, and he's been great. I think I don't, I could be wrong, but I think Italy went undefeated in the group. Yeah, stages. they
0: won all of them, yeah. and um, they didn't concede either. I don't think.
1: Uh, no, they didn't, 1-0, wait, yeah, 1-0, So they've been great. I could see that, like, they play Austria in the first game, and I'm gonna be honest, pretty sure Italy will win, but who knows. And then they play the winner of Belgium-Portugal, and I think that'll be another great game. That's gonna be you
0: much know,
1: TV. You know what sucks is the winner of Belgium-Portugal is probably gonna have to go through Italy, or they're gonna have to go through the other, then they're gonna have to go through Italy. Then they're gonna have to go through France just to make the final. And or Spain. I, yeah, no, I was about to say that's or just Spain, assuming France asshole. is gonna beat Spain. Bro, Spain, Marada, can we talk about him? No, he, we're
0: not. He's not a dude. He's not a football player, bro. Good he
1: God, he's just been so court. frustrating to watch.
0: So in my humble opinion, shout out to my guy, Yur. And shout out to my guy, Herb, um, Herbert, Herbie. Um, The most surprising thing about the group stage for me was the Netherlands. Even though they did have an easy group, they were dominating and they looked really good. And they do have a clear path to the final if they get past um, England or Germany in the semifinals. So I just had to throw that out there because Jure was telling us about the Netherlands and how good they looked. And we always cut his ass in the group chat. We were all celebrating when when Ukraine tied the game at two apiece and and then they ended up scoring a few minutes later. But shout out to the Netherlands for what they did. Um, Like Eric said, Portugal, Belgium, Italy, Austria, England, Germany, and then the other games are Spain, Croatia, France, Switzerland, Sweden, Ukraine, Netherlands, um, Czech Republic, and Wales, Denmark. Um, So who do you have winning in the Portugal, Belgium?
1: See, I was just about to ask you that. Um... Okay,
0: okay. Um, you know what? I'm just going to be biased. I have agendas against Ronaldo. Um, I- hopefully, they don't win the fucking Euros. And then, hopefully, Messi wins the Copa America. And then hopefully, this fucking debate can fucking end already once and for all. Um, the- <laughs> I just have to say this. Shout out to my guy, Tiku, and Johnny, and um, my guy, Dwift. Portugal looked better with Bruno on the bench.
1: They did, bro. Oh my God, he isn't. What is up with that? He looks so good for United, and he does not look good when he plays for Portugal. Yeah. What is that?
0: I don't. I don't know. Um, I do have Belgium winning this game, but I, I, just, had to, I just had to say that Portugal looked better with Bruno on the bench. I'm sorry. It's weird. Yeah. No, I have
1: Belgium winning too. I I I picked them to make the finals. So I'm just going to stick with that. Pick. He,
0: he didn't say pick them. That's betting. We don't do that here. He said pick them, not pick them. That's a different oh thing. My God.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Italy, Austria, I did have I really hated Italy when I was a kid, but now this new generation of footballers of midfielders, they look really tough and I do think Italy's going to win this like easily.
1: Yeah, I think I if I was to make like a score prediction, I'd say like 3-0. Honestly, yeah, that's that. I think they'll take it pretty easily. Okay. I, I, I mean, Austria—they looked okay, but I just don't think they're up to par with Italy.
0: Okay. Croatia, Spain.
1: I'll I'll take Spain, but it's gonna be a close game, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. I I hope we I, win. I'm gonna be biased and choose the boys. I have to.
1: I think it's gonna be really close game though.
0: France Switzerland. I think France is gonna win 3-1. I'm gonna give a I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a prediction.
1: I'm gonna say France 2-0. 2-0. Okay.
0: Yeah, 2-0. Sweden has looked phenomenal, and they play Ukraine. Yeah. All uh, right. Uh, I'm 50-50 on this one. I'm gonna go with Sweden.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna go with Ukraine. I was thinking okay. Sweden, but this one is kind of a 50-50. Me, I'll go Ukraine just to have us different on a couple England of
0: Germany I do not want England anywhere near the Euro Cup so I'm picking Germany and they should have win comfortably Germany should win this comfortably
1: I'm picking England just because Germany like I said annoyed me so I'm picking England to beat Germany even though I do think Germany's gonna win I'm gonna
0: okay be Netherlands Czech Republic I think we both have out of the
1: Netherlands actually you know I'm I want Germany to win just because Kai Havertz he has looked so good can we talk about that real quick Kai Havertz has looked like one of the best team players Havertz in Havertz was
0: amazing against Portugal. Like, he was really. Insane.
1: Like, yeah, I, I just want to say that real quick. He's so good. And I saw Mark on Twitter, who's actually from Germany. He was talking about how um, he thinks in a couple years, Havertz will be Germany's best player. And that just shows, like, Germany, they have a lot of talent on their team. And the fact that he. It's be just like France. Player. They just read talent. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know. I'm excited to see how good he can keep getting, and the fact that he's on Chelsea, so I get to watch him very often. It's just a lot of fun. I'm so glad we ended up getting him. And then, uh, lastly,
0: Wales, Denmark. Um, oh,
1: Netherlands. No, I didn't say. I, I got Netherlands.
0: Yeah, we do have the Netherlands. And then, lastly, Wales, Denmark. I have agendas against Gareth Bale, and what happened with Ericsson is very traumatic. But I am rolling with Wales. I'm
1: taking Denmark. Okay. I don't have to go for that, but every time I watch them, they do not look that good to me. And Denmark didn't really either, but I'm Team Ericsson now, so he's, they're winning it all.
0: Oh, oh, they're winning it all. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I'm
1: kidding. But okay. no, I didn't think they'll Um
0: was- We will have the quarterfinals preview next uh, Thursday, which is pretty fire because the first quarterfinal game isn't until Friday, so we could release this episode on Friday and you can get the, the preview of the quarterfinals, which is pretty dope. Um, in the Copa America, Brazil came back last night and they beat Colombia and they assured the first spot in the in their um, group. And then there's um, Argentina, I think, is first in their group as well. And the quarterfinals for that is going to start on Friday, July 2nd. The last group stage game is on Monday, June 28th. Eric, I don't know if you've been able to see too much of this cup.
1: I was watching the Brazil game yesterday. My God, it was wild.
0: How was how that ending? Talk to me
1: because... Bro, okay. First off, if I was a Colombia player... So I just wanna point out, I have a weird connection with Colombia strictly because- in He's 2018, Colombian. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> I was born there. But whenever I, in 2018, before I really cared about soccer or football at all, I would, so back then, I would watch like the World Cup and stuff. But I never would like, I couldn't name that many players, I didn't know anything. And USA wasn't in the 2018 World Cup because they're awful yeah, at the sport. Tired but
0: they lost to the train on Tobago.
1: Yeah, how pathetic is that? but so i was like i was asking around i was like who should i like cheer for just because i don't I, i'm weird like that where if there's ever a big tournament i need someone to cheer for i can't usually just sit there and like watch without anyone to cheer for i need someone to cheer for at least so i have someone to pull for so after talking to a lot of people i started pulling for columbia so i kind of have like a slight connection with them still where i still want them to do good just strictly from that they should have but beat England. If I was them yesterday, I would be so pissed at that first goal Brazil scored. Did you see what happened? Yeah. With it hitting the ref, and the ref stopped, like reached for his whistle, so a bunch of the Columbia players stopped, and then he didn't blow his whistle though, so the play continued and they scored a goal right after, like literally four seconds later. Corruption folks. I would be so mad. And it literally there was ten minutes of added extra time because of how much they were arguing it afterwards. It was ridiculous, and I can't blame them. I would be pissed off, too. And 10 minutes of extra time was the death of them because in the 100th minute, I believe, or 99th minute, Brazil scored a second goal to win the game 2-1. I felt so bad for Colombia, but I don't know. It's just Especially, it sucks because now Brazil 100% won their group. While if Colombia had won, they could have had a chance to win. Yep. The now if
0: we beat Peru, we're gonna be second in the group, baby. What is this Venezuela? What's really, bro? Oh We've been friends for like five years. Are we? Are we, are we
1: serious? I didn't. Know, how was I supposed to know you were? Okay. Well, I'm just looking at the group now. Y'all better. Y'all some If we
0: tie, if we tie, we're in because Ecuador is not beating Brazil, so. Ecuador, Ecuador is not beating Brazil's B team. Because so, okay. Brazil already assured um, number one in that group.
1: Okay. Uh, it, it's four out of five every group of events,
0: right? Yes, sir. Yep. Because okay. it's four games. So yeah, you, yeah. everyone plays each other once, and then the top four teams that qualify for the quarterfinals or whatever. Yeah, what Usually um, it's three groups it's a group A, B, C, and the top, uh, I think it's three. Or A B C D and then the top two teams advanced and the three best third teams. So with the COVID what and everything, with this COVID and every, with COVID and everything, they just separated into two zones. Oh like, okay. Um, north super- zone and south zone. because
1: um, yeah, they winter... invite. Two... Sorry, they invite. I...
0: Sorry, they invite two teams every year, and then this year they invited Qatar, and uh, I forgot who else. They invited Qatar. With COVID and everything, obviously they couldn't invite them, and then they decided to break it down into
1: two zones, which is pretty cool. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. To yeah, I, I actually kind of like it. But Australia, so I think. I'm guessing. I'm guessing you expect Argentina to win their group, huh?
0: Uh, yeah. I think with one more point, they assure it. I think a draw gets them the first in the group.
1: Who do they play in their last match?
0: Um, they played. They played Chile. They beat Uruguay. Oh,
1: they, uh, they played Bolivia. Yeah, they should. They played Bolivia. Up. Yeah. Yeah, they should be good. I don't think Bolivia advances, Yeah, but damn that Bolivia might go winless. That kind of sucks. But um, I feel like it's just, I, I mean, I, obviously I'm not. I don't know as much about South America teams as I do European teams. But I feel like it's just kind of set up to be an Argentina Brazil final.
0: I mean, hopefully, hopefully. Would you
1: say those are like the two obvious best teams?
0: Yeah, this time, yeah, but like in years past, Uruguay had a shot, Colombia had a shot, Chile had a shot, given that they won the last two, um, but yeah, this time around, I think Argentina and Brazil, well, Argentina mainly because of Messi, but Brazil, I yeah. think, has a better squad like 11 for 11, so we'll see what happens. Hopefully, Argentina can win in Brazil. That'd be pretty dope.
1: That would be wild. Um, I'd be excited for that game, though, but... I'm also waiting for the Gold Cup to start in North America even though no one really cares about that. I just want to see another USA Mexico game. That's the only reason I care about it.
0: Or Costa Rica. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: yeah. But, that be up too. huh. Yeah. because that that USA Mexico game in the Nations League final was one of the most one of the most insane soccer games or football games I've ever seen in my life. So Absolutely. I'd love to see another one of those.
0: Best sport in the world. Eric, any final thoughts before we wrap up episode number twenty three, GOAT edition? I'm,
1: yeah, I know we're going to touch on it more next week. But I just want to point out the Houston Astros are currently on a ten game winning streak. I thought and, you were going to say
0: they were the best team in baseball
1: like you Oh are. Well, we are, I was getting <laughs> to that. We are on a ten game winning streak and we're up 6-1 currently on the Detroit Tigers and our next, how many is it? Next five games consist of, or next six games consist of the Detroit Tigers three more times and then the Baltimore Orioles three times. So, we could literally see this win streak go to like 17 games. And, and
0: then losing ALDS like the Indians did before. Yeah, years.
1: absolutely not. I would be heartbroken. But this team, like this team's talent, and we talk about how good that 2019 Astros team was. They ended up losing in the World Series to the Nationals, which still is ridiculous to me because we were a more talented team, and there's no reason we should have lost that. Pitching. But.
0: Pitching, pitching. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Pitching wins you championships.
1: But, like, this this t- team is ridiculous. And we don't even have Justin Verlander. And the whole problem was we were struggling at the beginning of the year, or struggling for the Astros, I guess, which is still being great. And that's because our pitching was kind of struggling. I think in the last, like, 20 games, our team ERA is, like, two-point something. And all of a sudden, we've won, like, 19 of our last 23 games. It's crazy how just having that and good of a pitching team can instantly change your team. And we have the best offense in the entire league. So, I don't know this team, I'm picking us to win the World Series. We're the best team in the league. I don't know who in the AL could stop us. We swept through the White Sox like they were a triple A AAA team. And the only teams in the NL that scare me are the Padres or Dodgers. Like I'm, I'm super excited for the playoffs. I'm ready for it.
0: Yes, sir. Best playoffs in sports, folks, besides no the Champions League. Oh. Uh, well, one more, and eh, we're going to address that next episode, but the Champions League is now going to no away goal. How do you feel about that? They are? They're, they're removing it, yeah.
1: Good! I oh hate God. that stupid rule. Oh that rule is I, dumb, you know, bro. I don't know care. why they did
0: that? Because there, there hasn't been a penalty shootout since 2016 in the Champions League.
1: So, the, wait, so- That's my conspiracy theory. Wait, so if it goes to a draw, they're making it- They're, they're going- uh-huh. After no, 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 no.
0: Uh, extra time, and then- Dave, I figured.
1: You know, I figured love that hurt. news. What? I didn't know that. That's crazy. I'm I hyped figured, now. I figured. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I'm just throwing this out there. Chelsea oh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just
0: hit another home run. Shout out to him. Yeah, he's the best player. Uh,
1: Jacob deGrom is the best player in the world, but I think Vlad is second. Okay. This has
0: been episode 23 of the SportsFest Podcast Goat Edition. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend continue to stay safe continue to not be a jackass to people and we'll see you on the other side for episode 24 peace oh and clippers in seven peace (laughs)